Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 190 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. Really glad that you're here with me. Uh, Today, we're talking to Anthony Moore, who is charming and sweet and uh, has some great things to say about how to keep and capture the ideas you get. Um, So many of us have these ideas assault us wherever we are, no matter what we're doing, and we lose them. I know I do. And it was really great to talk to him. He has a business model that is not like everybody else's, and I know that you're going to enjoy listening to this smart man. Um, I'm a little slower than I usually am today. A little bit um, down speed, possibly. I have been sick. I don't know if it's been COVID. I really don't think it has been um, because basic, because I'm better in a week, right? I The last time I talked to you was pretty much the last time I felt good. So I've had this for a week and it exactly is the same thing I got in the beginning of March with um, all of the symptoms of COVID, but none of them lasting very long. Thank God, right? So uh, I don't know what's going on, but a week later, I am up at my desk for the first time and we're waiting for my test to come back. However, uh, they said it can be up to 10 days to get the test back. So still just waiting. Um, there's a part of me that hopes it is COVID just so Uh, I can have this assurance that, yeah, now I've had it twice and I'm one of the people that gets it lightly, perhaps, perhaps this time. Um, I know a lot of people have gotten it twice now. However, this disease is so awful and bad and scary, and I know it mutates and does crazy, awful, different things to so many different people. I also don't want that to be true. Um, I would like to know if we can lift our total quarantine because right now we're not even going to the store. Well, of course, we're not going to the store. Um, we're not doing anything. I am not even talking to neighbors out the window right now because I feel weird about it. So <laughs> yes, we do that in my neighborhood. We do talk to neighbors out the window sometimes, but not right now. And if I don't have COVID, then I've just had a bad flu or cold or something like that. And I can go back to after I'm well socially distancing, going to the grocery store, doing things that I enjoy doing, going swimming. I have not gone swimming again in the bay. I have not even taken a walk in the last week. It's I've just been sleeping like 20 hours a day. So um, very glad to be back at the desk, not looking for sympathy, just kind of explaining why my affect is like this today. Um, But today I had a great day. I've done four 45-minute sessions in revision uh, because I'm behind. I I lost three work, no, four work days because of this. And I'm on deadline again uh, for this book, but it's, you know, a lighter weight deadline, lighter weight revision. So that is okay. And you know what? Life happens. And we can't always write on the days that we need to. We can't always write on the days that we want to. Um, I was reminded over at the Writer's Well of uh, by Stephanie Bond, who is awesome and who filled in for me this week on the Writer's Well. So if you don't listen to that podcast with me and Jay, uh, Jay Thorne, you might want to go check that out. But I was reminded by Stephanie of the 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 uh, serenity prayer that I made for writers a while ago. And it is secular, non-God related. Um, it just opens with a generic, please, 
Please grant me the serenity to accept it when I cannot write, the courage to write when I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, there are many times in my life where I think to myself, I can't write today. Uh, and all what it is, is I just really want to, you know, screw off and watch Netflix or work in the garden or whatever it is that I'm working on. Um, that's what I'm talking about, the courage to know when I can, the courage to know uh, you are just procrastinating right now, Rachel. You're just being a big whiny baby. Sit your butt down in the chair and do some work. You'll feel better. Um, that's where I need courage. I also really, really, really need to embrace the serenity that comes with understanding when I can't do work. I really tried to work when I was sick and my wife just kept rolling her eyes and reminding me, look, you're sick. You can't. Your brain is not working. I was barely able to speak English. Um, your brain is not working. You must rest. And I don't know if any of you are like me, but when I am sick, I am convinced, and this is weird, I'm convinced I'm just being too big a baby and that anybody else would push through the fever, push through the coughing and get to the desk and do the work. And I'm just a lazy loser slob. And that is an abusive brain pattern that I have. I, I you know, I've, I really do struggle with a lot of guilt, um, which is dumb. It's so dumb. And I'm not even beating myself up when I say this. I'm saying this gently and lovingly. Uh, that kind of guilt is not useful. I am a good person who does good things, who feels good about my life choices. I am harming the earth as little as possible, except I do eat meat. Uh, and... There's no reason for me to feel guilt. I have an awesome life, but guilt does <laughs> guilt is the engine that keeps me trucking along. And um, I know that. And when I am sick, there's no need for guilt. Jesus Christ. So it's good to have a wife who is wonderful and reminds me of that and tells me to go back to bed and, and uh, quit being an a even bigger baby. And um, it's really good to feel better and be back at the desk. And if you are struggling with illness or if you are struggling with stress or trauma or chronic illness or depression or chronic depression, um, those are all things. There are days where you know in your gut that you have the courage to push past the procrastination. And that's all it is, is procrastination. You're lying to yourself. You can get up and sit in the chair and do 45 minutes of work. Um, and then there are other days when you can't. And on those days, I'm asking you to give yourself that pass that I was finally able to give myself this week um, that just says, yeah, I need to rest. Resting is my job. Whenever I realize that resting is my job, Oh my gosh, I rest my ass off. Tell me to do a job, I'll do a job. And when you tell me resting is a job, I embrace it. Uh, but when I think of resting as being lazy, then I get guilty and all that, you know, the whole cycle starts again. So um, if you need to rest, my friend, rest like it's your job because it is. And um, please do what you need to do right now in these really difficult times to take care of yourself. Uh, please don't get COVID. Please, I hope that everyone listening to me right now is healthy and safe. And I wish those things for you. I also wish and hope that you are getting your own writing done and that it is filling your soul. Even if you're writing terrible crap that you absolutely do not believe in, uh, nor do you believe that you are the person who should be telling the story. Those are all just lies that we all are fed by the, um, the group unconscious that says, no, you shouldn't write this. Yes. 
I'm telling you, you should write this. You have to write this. It's your job also, and it's wonderful, and I'm really proud of you. So um, reach out to me wherever you can find me on the internet. Don't reach out to me on text because my phone just bricked. It's just been one of those days. So um, I am very glad to be in this chair, very grateful for all of you who are listening, and 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 that's all. That's all. I'm going to end this clumsily. Please enjoy Anthony Moore, and we'll talk soon. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my stop stalling and write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. All right. Well, I could not be more pleased today to welcome to the show, Anthony Moore. Hello, Anthony. Hi there. How's it going? It's good to have you. Let me give you a little introduction before we start. Anthony Moore is an author, speaker, and one of the top 100 writers on the entire medium.com platform. In the past three years, he's gone from virtually zero readers, subscribers, and income to 45,000 plus medium followers, 75,000 plus email subscribers, and a six-figure writing business. His book, What Extraordinary People Know, How to Cut the Busy BS and Live Your Kick-Ass Life from Sourcebooks, hit bookshelves in 2009. 19, and his book, Wealthy Writers, How to Go Viral, Get Followers, and Get Rich Writing, has been read by hundreds of his writing students through his online courses and coaching. What brought you to all of this? Like that, <laughs> So that was how many years ago did you do this? In the past three years? Yeah, three years. What was the motivation behind doing this? Oh, man. Well, Rachel, I've been wanting to be a writer for a long time. Yeah. Uh, when I got to college, my... Um, construction business owner dad wanted me to be an engineer or some kind of like, you know, uh, working with, with, with my hands like he did, but I took a creative writing class and I just fell in love and I was like, I have to be a writer. So I became an English major. I got all the laughs people forward me, all those lists of like worst majors to get, you know, like I yeah, went through the ringer. Anyone who was an English major knows that. Right. But uh, ever since I was in college, I wanted to be a writer. And so for several years, four or five years after college, I tried to be a writer and I just basically failed at everything. I mean, I, I tried everything you're supposed to try. I had a blog. I was paying a lot of money for like hosting fees and like constantly redesigning my website for some reason, trying to guest post and like figure out advertisements and like nothing was working. I made like 40, 50 bucks total after like five years. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, the past three years though, everything changed. Uh, and I really just changed my whole mindset on how I approach my business. And before basically I was just, treating myself like a casual blogger who wrote every few weeks and didn't really mm-hmm. do much to changing to like looking at it as a business. Like how can I treat myself as a professional top tier writer? Like what are like the top paid authors and speakers and coaches and writers doing? And I should do that. So uh, just really saw a huge growth in the past few years. So it's been a long time dream. I tell my wife every day, I mean, I'm so thankful for this light. I mean, I, I used to work in telemarketing. I was doing all kinds of crazy odd jobs are horrible, always wanting to be a writer. So I finally made it. Thank God. I'm so grateful. I have been a full-time writer for four years now and I am the same way grateful every single gosh darn day that I get to do this mm-hmm. kind of thing. So where does the actual writing fit into your day? Talk, talk to me about your process of writing, writing kind of yeah. a new work or the revision of the work. Sure. So like uh, you mentioned my intro, thanks for that. Uh, I am a top writer on medium.com, which if listeners don't know what that is, this is a big writing hub. You can talk about all kinds of stuff, you know, politics, tech, social issues, whatever. Um, and I've kind of built my, my platform on medium. So I post about two or three articles a week. Mm-hmm. And frankly, they're only about maybe 1500 words, not that long, mm-hmm. maybe five, 10 minute reads. 
and I've been doing that for several years now. And just the consistency, I think, is the backbone of my writing, period. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, nowadays yeah, people get paid to write on Medium, right? If you get a certain number of readers, how does that work? Or a certain number of that's claps? True. Um, or... Yeah, they actually change the algorithm a lot, which is a little uh, frustrating. But yes, they do pay you based on how long people read your articles. Oh, um, so how it, you it drag it claps through. It used to be yeah. views. It's just like the read ratio, who reads the whole thing, and you get paid based on that. So it's a great platform. If you're looking to make money as a writer, they yeah. can pay you starting immediately. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and, and how do you get that done? Are you a first in the morning kind of guy, or are you late in the evening writer? You know, I have spent a lot of time figuring this out because as writers, this is our bread and butter. Like, yeah. how do you write the best, right? And I've written when I had a nine to five and I've written as a full-time writer myself. Um, and basically what I found, Rachel, is that different things work at different times for me. Like I used to wake up at 5 a.m. every single day. My wife and I were t- teaching English abroad in South Korea. Mm. Super crazy. It was like language barrier and food and culture. And, I, and it was so busy. Mm-hmm. But every single day I was writing at, at 5 a.m. It was awesome. But then I move back here and it's like, hey, I can sleep in. I don't need to do that. So it's like whatever my life becomes, it's like I write around that. Mm-hmm. So now it's like my whole basis of writing, Rachel, is just writing a little bit every day, small progress every day. And that's how I've written my, my two books, how I've made huge online courses. It's like when I have these deadlines and like word counts of the day, that really stresses me out. I feel like I'm already falling behind if mm-hmm. I'm not feeling it that day, whatever. But if I can just write a little bit, all the time, eventually I look down and it's like, wow, I've written a book. I like, I've written a whole book. I've written five articles and like, like this week and they're all really great. So it's just small progress every day for me. Do you, any of your articles end up in your books? Do you kind of collate them in or are the books completely standalone from the articles? No, they're actually pretty connected. Um, and I studied a lot of like bestselling authors and figured out how to write, you know, and a lot of it is like, my kind of like rise to where I am now is like I wrote a lot. I saw what worked. I had a couple articles that really, really hit, mm-hmm. like, you know, really, really big semi-viral articles. And it's like, mm-hmm. that works. Let's focus on writing this kind of concept into like a book. And it just connects into the business of my writing. So any online courses I have or coaching I offer or uh, other books I'm making, it's like everything is mentioning everything else. So it's a big cohesive connection that really fits um, across the board. You know. Yeah, that's really smart. I write in five different genres, so I mm. I I screwed the pooch on that one. That's not it's hard to connect not to all what that. you want to do. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? Oh, that's a good one. Good question. Um, you know, I think as writers, I've I like stumbled on this this writing style that worked. You know, it's like short, clear, concise. If you read my writing, it's like pretty brief blunt it's like lean meat you know mm-hmm. um and and like that worked and it's like i tried for years i finally found some something that, that, that works but it's challenging to break out of that once you establish yourself as this this you know person uh and i work with a lot of new writers and like i have writing coaching and writing courses and they come to me asking like oh my gosh like i'm so scared i'm, I'm gonna get rejected people are gonna laugh at me it's not gonna work and on the one hand uh i want to tell these people like you're in a great place because like in like the most loving, caring way, I can say nobody is reading yet. Yes. So you can do whatever you want. and you, Nobody's and, and like waiting no for like, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once you kind of establish yourself, it's harder to break through that mold. Like you're like, hey, you're this personal growth guy who like writes this way. Like why are you branching out into like in fiction or like whatever yeah. it is? So it's challenging to um, 
adopt new styles and even write in new genres once I have established myself the way I am now. Do you want to write in fiction? Um, yes and no. You know, like I like write primarily nonfiction, which is yeah. great. And actually, I've studied fiction so much. A lot of fiction techniques are in my nonfiction writing, like storytelling, the hero's journey, uh, tone, like like sure, different ways to like yeah. structure the article in a nonfiction way. Um, so down the road, yes. But again, it's like I've established myself here. It's hard to break out in like other areas. You know? Yeah, yeah. What is your biggest joy when it comes to writing? Um, you know, I get pretty vulnerable in my writing. I talk about my history with addiction and my family issues. Hey, and... hey, I'm a fellow addict here. Okay, great. Recovery, you know, yeah. It's like yeah. always great to meet another, uh, <laughs> another person, 12 yep. stepper. Yeah. Um, I talk a lot about that. I mean, as a kid, I used to stutter and I got bullied and like all these things that I never like, you know, I used to hide in shame for years. Right. And now that I write about it, Rachel, it's crazy seeing how many people email me saying, Hey, I have the exact same thing. Like, what did you do? They're like, Hey, I stutter too. How'd you fix that? Or like, Hey, I also have addict issues or like family mm -hmm. issues, or I feel so helpless. Like I write about my deepest, darkest struggles. And it's so rewarding to see people message me like out of nowhere. Like, Hey, I found this article. It really spoke to me like one of the best articles I've, I've ever read because it really cut to the core of what I'm mm. feeling. How can I, I how, how can we talk more? And it's like helping them in ways I wanted to be helped for so long is just, it's incredible. Yeah. It is the best. It is the best. And I, I really believe that about the more tr true we are when we're talking about our own shame, the more we connect with the reader. And I swear to God, mm. as a memoir writer, I thought I was tapped and then really discovered that I was an alcoholic and addict and, uh, <laughs> and, and there was, you know, it was an awful time to like get sober and, and do all that stuff. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, yes, more to write about, more to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can, can yeah. you share a craft tip of any sort with us? Yeah. Um, what I do is that once I'm in like the momentum of writing, uh, ideas just, just come to me, you know? And if you stop for even a little bit, it's like the whole process kind of dies really quickly. I mean, I, uh, yeah. I read Stephen King's book on writing. I'm sure a lot of listeners have. And he mentioned something like he like stopped writing for two weeks and he felt how much harder it was to start again, right? Mm -hmm. So the craft tip I have is that once you're writing a lot, which is a given, you should be writing all the time, right? Um, start writing down these ideas that come to you. And for me, I use a, um, an app called Evernote. It's just like one of those many mm -hmm. generic note-taking apps. But like I'm walking the dog, I'm in the car, like I'm on a stoplight, this, this like headline pops into to like my mind, or like this, this idea, and I write it down. And I feel like if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. But the more that you're like writing it down, it's like the more things are unlocked. Um, mm -hmm. There's this great kind of like analogy by, I forgot who it was. It's a kind of a crude name. It's it called idea sex. Uh -huh. And they're saying like, if you can connect like business with like, you know, art or like two totally disparate things, if you connect those, you can make crazy idea babies, like things you would never consider, but you have to like be listening to these thoughts all the time. And eventually you're going to make these connections automatically passively as you're hanging out in the shower, walking your dog, because you're always thinking kind of like opening up your mind to these things. So I say write all the time and then write down what comes to mind because the more you write down, the more is going to come to you. It's, it's such a thing that I, I always forget to do that. I always think when I'm walking the dog that I'm going to save the idea and I'm going to have it when I get home. Not only do I not remember the idea when I get home, but I don't remember that I had one. 
Yeah. Not, oh. Not like yeah. I get back to the desk and struggle. It's just it's just gone forever. Perfect. Yeah. I'm like walking the dog, like learning how to type as the leash is like on my desk. Like, hold on, I have to like write this down. Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> that is I'm what, good at that. <laughs> voice to text, man. Hit that speaker You're right. button. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> um, what thing in your life affects your writing in a surprising way? Well, you know, I mentioned my my stories growing up. Um, before I was trying to be a writer, right? And I actually recall I wrote this like dumb little article about like you know career stuff or something. And somebody commented, Rachel. They said, and it's, it's, so nobody ever commented on my stuff, right? Because I was like a no name writer. And so a comment's like, wow, somebody commented. They wrote, this is the worst article I have ever read in my entire life. Like, period. Like that's it. And it crushed me. Crushed me. Right? So horrible. And so for years. I basically made it my subconscious mission to never write anything that could elicit that reaction ever again. And so, hey, like that happened. Nobody ever commented because nobody ever read anymore because it was most vanilla, boring, junk, you know, non-controversial stuff. You can't make everybody like your stuff. Exactly. So when I started writing, like kind of getting back to like these roots of like, hey, I'm going to make a stand. I'm going to draw a line in the sand and say, hey, this is what I believe. Here are my stories. Here's my darkest, deepest stuff. Like this is me being vulnerable. Using these things I never talked about, never wanted to talk about, like made a point to hide. When I talk about these things, that hugely affects my writing because that's what I can bring lots of fiction techniques into like setting myself up as a hero's journey, overcoming adversity, like bringing different characters and tones of voice, dialogue into nonfiction. And so that makes like just adds a whole other like level on my nonfiction work and really just, just builds huge rapport with my audience and me who have gone through the same thing. So not hiding those dark stories, but using them in a way to say, hey, I'm not perfect. I struggle too, but here's what I've done. And maybe you can benefit from this too. That's just worked wonders for my work. That's the kind of creative nonfiction that I love reading the best is when we go into a moment of another person and get to mm. inhabit that with you. Yeah, that's awesome. What is the best book you've read recently? I read books all the time. I think uh, it's a huge technique for writers to just get, get good out of your craft. Um, one I just read uh, was the autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, really intense. Just right now with, with the current climate, I yeah. want to be more informed. As a straight white guy, I've had the wind in my sails for, for much since I was born. Yeah. So I just, just hearing just the side of like black America, especially back then, it was just so eye-opening and that's such a good technique for writers to, and, and the, anyone like writers to like learn like, Hey, I've never considered this before in like writing characters or just like writing truths and principles. So that was a great book. Um, I also just read Phil Knight's autobiography called shoe dog. He was a founder of Nike. Hmm. Just again, two great autobiographies that were mm-hmm. almost like novels. They were written so well, like you're, you're like rooting for them and like things happen. It's like, you like forget it's a true story. So two great autobiographies. I've, I've, I found great just input from reading autobiographies of famous people across the board. It's just really helpful for me to understand how people work. That's fabulous. Thank you for those two. I haven't read either of them and I've meant to read the Malcolm X forever. And thank you for reminding me of it. Really good. Great book. Okay. So now tell us where we can find you and everything that you are doing. Yeah. So basically two places. Uh, first is just my blog, anthonymore.co. Uh, all my stuff is there. And also just, uh, I made a free writing training. Uh, it's focused on medium, like how to kind of make money from that. So if you go to freelancewriterstarterpackage.com, it's an hour long free training uh, that talks about how I make my income streams, how to just write great articles, freelancewriterstarterpackage.com, free training if you want to check out how to write on medium, Fabulous. how to get paid and kind of build up these income streams. I want to do that. I want to read that. So I'm going to go sign up for it right now. And I <laughs> will put it in the show notes for everybody who wants to come by howdoyouwrite.net and you can find it there. Perfect. It's been a treat to talk to you. You um, I really, <laughs> really great. enjoy your energy and how you, you are living your life and 
you have achieved your wildest dreams. I'm so grateful. Thank you. It was great talking to you, Rachel. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.